This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 72. How are you all doing today? I am having a great day today. Today, my friend who was in the hospital with COVID for almost two months got to go home. And so I'm just thrilled. She's doing better. She's recovering. She's going through rehab. It's amazing. So this is a beautiful day for me. I hope you're all well today. I hope everyone in your family is well We are still in COVID-19 lockdown, COVID-19 quarantine, Uh, but I hope that your day is going well. At this point in the quarantine, I feel like we are settling down a little bit into some sort of pattern of normalcy while we're all trying to adjust to this life. It's very odd and very strange, and it, it just feels weird not being around friends and family like we would like to. But it seems like as the weeks keep going by, we become more and more accustomed to dealing with this onslaught of things changing, directives changing. It's just very strange. And we're kind of dealing with it, but I think I think there are still some semblances of anxiety, and I think we're all still struggling in some ways. Um, A lot of the changes that we're dealing with are not really going to go back to normal. I think that some of these changes that are happening are going to stay, and there's a lot of emotions that we feel when our life has basically been changed and we didn't actually choose it. And so on this episode of the podcast, what I wanted to talk about is helping us deal with these feelings that we're feeling. And I'm kind of thinking of it as an urgency, panic type of feeling that's coming along with our new life in dealing with the pandemic. And everything feels a little bit urgent. Everything feels like an emergency And we really need to start trying to make a distinction between what really is urgent and the changes and things that are coming along and what is non-urgent. And this is something that we deal with in work and home life as well. It just doesn't come with a pandemic. But I thought what we would talk about today is what really is urgent, what really is an emergency, and what isn't. And as veterinarians, we really think we know the difference, but many times that veterinary brain doesn't. We don't always know the difference between a true emergency, when we should panic, and when we shouldn't panic. So when is something urgent? When is it non-urgent? And that's what I want to talk about today on the podcast. So the first thing I want to say about this podcast and offer you a thought is that the pandemic is something that's important, but not necessarily always important to your current life. And what I mean by that is when someone in your family is sick from it, or when you've been exposed, or whether possibly you're exposed, 
it is more of an urgency, but with most of us right now in the pandemic, it isn't urgent. It isn't directly affecting our lives other than the fact that we're locked down and we're working a little bit different. So it's possibly important, but not particularly urgent. So there's no need to really panic every day. And there's no need to get ready for some kind of battle. You know, it feels like it when you're putting your mask on as you go to work. It feels like you're going into battle. But truly, you're not really going into battle. But your brain thinks that it's urgent. Your brain really doesn't understand that it's not. So when we get these feelings of stress and panic about that word pandemic or really any other thing in our life that feels urgent or feels like an emergency, we need to remember that it's important. It's something we need to keep in mind right now, but it's not urgent to our lives. It's not an emergency. And it doesn't really require a lot of action on our part right now. Staying home maybe is one of those actions, but most of us are going to work. We get to shop if we need to. We have groceries. There isn't anything that's super urgent right now that we need to really worry about. And things that are urgent to you personally are different than things that are urgent to the world. So most days you aren't personally dealing with COVID, but you're dealing with things like educating your children, if you have kids that are home, paying your bills, that's definitely more urgent to your life. And staying healthy as you go to work, as you go to the grocery store, taking care of yourself, that is more urgent than the actual pandemic right now. So on the last podcast, we talked about your thoughts creating your feelings and your feelings then driving the actions that you take. So that means if we think about the pandemic, so that means if we think about the pandemic and the bad news that we hear about the pandemic as not urgent, it changes the way we think, it changes the way we feel, and it changes the way we respond to it. We are able to remain calm and make decisions with a quiet, sensible brain rather than that stressed out, urgent, panicked brain. So let's think about this from the veterinary standpoint rather than the, than the pandemic standpoint. Let's think about it as veterinarians working in our practice and just having a day filled with vaccine appointments, feeling kind of calm and in control because you know how to examine dogs, you know how to deal with routine things, you know how to vaccinate puppies. And then somebody rushes up to your building with a dog that's limp in their arms, begging you to save their baby, it just collapsed, all the things. So your brain immediately goes from calm and relaxed mode to urgent, emergency, important mode. And your primitive brain will kick in and feel the adrenaline rush. You'll feel it in your body. And you will go into that fight mode or you'll freeze or you'll run, right? That's what that primitive brain does. And your brain may actually do that. It may actually go into a little bit of panic at first. But because you have trained your brain to think like a veterinarian, you will start to think things like, I know how to handle this collapsed dog. I know exactly what to do. I know how to assess the situation. Nothing has gone wrong here. This is my job. And then you will start acting as a veterinarian. You will start pulling in your calmness 
ordering your technicians what to do, taking the pet away from the client, having someone take care of the client who is definitely in panic mode, and you will be able to become calm and act in a controlled way instead of running around screaming for somebody to take control, right? Because you're the vet, you have to take control. So even though your body and your brain might be fighting a little bit with each other because your brain, your primitive brain wants to panic, but your higher brain is trying to take control because you know what to do. You know how to handle an emergency, a veterinary emergency anyway. You will be able to take control, right? You've all been there before. I know you have. And sometimes it doesn't feel like you're very much in control. Sometimes it feels a little bit chaotic in your brain because you're fighting that battle between your primitive brain and your higher brain. But usually you can figure it out. You can deal with the panicked feelings. You can get yourself calm. So it's the same way when we're faced with something like this, like this pandemic, like this COVID-19 thing. And when you consume a lot of information about the virus, either online or on television or wherever you get your information, you're feeding that bad news to that primitive brain. You're feeding the latest on the pandemic. Your brain considers it urgent and important, and you will remain panicked. You'll remain in this uncertain mindset. And if you continue to feed yourself these negative stories about the pandemic for too long, it becomes unsustainable. That urgency panic cannot stay there forever. Your brain cannot stay in that urgent mode without harming your body and your well-being in some way. And if you continue to indulge in the urgency mindset all the time and you don't attempt to slow down and understand it, it will remain a crisis. It will remain urgent to your brain. And you will feel like you have to act on it right now. And if you choose to live in that state of crisis all the time and not allow that brain to slow down and process those emotions, your brain will be on hyperdrive and you'll rush around like your world is on fire. You'll run around from one self-imposed urgency to another. So if you think everything in your job is urgent, everything in the pandemic is urgent, everything on social media, media is urgent, and everything at home is urgent, you're living in this constant state of putting out fires because you're allowing your brain, that little chihuahua brain, to dictate your thoughts. And when it dictates your thoughts over and over and over again and lives in crisis mode, it's going to turn your feelings into constant anxiety constant stress, overwhelm, at some point you'll burn out. You just can't maintain that constant panicked, urgent state, that state of energy all the time. You have to put some of that time and energy into working on your brain to get control of the urgency, to get it under control and onto non-urgent. So intellectually, you know that the pandemic is not urgent every day. You know that if you think about it. And everything about the pandemic in your current situation is not urgent. But if you're feeling anxiety, you're feeling stress, you're feeling overwhelmed every day as you go to work or you come home from work, you will indulge in thoughts that you're certainly going to die today. And that's wrong. You're not going to die today. Not today, my friends. I will not die today. 
And I've actually said that to myself a few times before I go to work. So if you can check in with yourself when you feel the stressful feelings in your body and you can sit down and really examine them, take some time to understand what your body is doing. It's a great idea to check in with yourself when you're feeling urgent, when you're feeling panicked. What does that do to your body? Because it will feel different for each one of us. The stressful feelings in the body will feel different. I'll get a headache. I'll get tight in my stomach, but it'll feel different for all of us. So recognize how stress will show up for you. And once you start to do that, you'll begin to process the feelings. You won't want to hang on to them like a pacifier or the passy, as we used to call it when my kids were little. That passy we like to hold on to because it gives us security in some way. Sometimes that anxiety, that feeling of stress is something that we hold on to like it's a pet, which it's not. So once you realize that all of your stressed out, urgent, overwhelmed feelings are created by you, for you in your brain, by your thoughts, then you can start to take on some steps to work on your brain and let go of it a little bit. And it takes little steps, little baby steps. But let go of that little chihuahua brain that keeps wanting to control you. So what I recommend is that you try to process your feelings at least once a day. And sometimes twice a day works, depending on how stressed out you are and how overwhelmed you feel um, with all these urgency feelings that come up for us. But try to process them once or twice a day. And I like to do a little bit of thought work in the morning because my mind is fresh. I have a little bit of time before the day starts and my brain is a little bit more positive. So it's a little bit easier for me to understand my chihuahua. So if I woke up to dog diarrhea on the carpet or something like that, or cat vomit, have any of you ever woken up to cat puke on your carpet? Sometimes my brain isn't as fresh or positive as I'd like it to be. But if I wake up on a normal morning and I am mostly positive, it's a really good time to work on my thoughts and feelings. So as long as there's no animal accidents on your carpet in the morning, you can choose the morning. And when I do some thought work in the morning, what that does for me is it helps me get my brain into a more positive state, even in this era of the pandemic. And I can access my non-urgent brain and have thoughts of calmness and more relaxation before I start on my way to work or on my way to getting ready for work in the morning. Now, sometimes I need to process emotion when I come home from work. Many times that's when it's the most difficult. That's when we feel most of our stress is at the end of the day. Because there are a lot of perceived crises at work. There are a lot of things that can set you off. Sometimes an actual crisis occurs, like a hit-by-car dog, and then work can be very urgent. But sometimes it's just perceived crises. Somebody is upset, somebody's bickering, which doesn't happen at all in my practice. Nobody ever bickers. But many times you're having these urgent thoughts about circumstances that happen to you at work. So when you're feeling stressed because your brain is telling you that something has happened 
take a few minutes either on your way home from work or when you first get home from work to actually feel the anxiety in your body and then name it. So sit down and actually try to understand why your head hurts, why your neck hurts, why your stomach is tight. You can name that feeling anxiety, or you can call it Martha, or you can call it whatever you want, but actually understand that it's there. Because once you understand, and then you can actually feel it and understand that that tightness in your shoulders or your head is anxiety or Martha, then you get to sit with it. Then you can actually sit with it and feel it for a few minutes rather than fighting with it, right? rather rushing home and trying to distract yourself with some sort of buffer. And you can sit with it for as long as it takes to name it, to get, get it out there that you know what this feeling is, and then you can start to work on it and understand it. So let's go through an example. Let's say for the sake of argument that when you were at work today, a client was angry because they had to wait for 30 minutes for you to see their cat and they were rude and upset and they wanted to talk to the doctor because they were just angry and they demanded to talk to you because they had an urgent problem And your brain in turn decides that it's urgent. You agree with them. So all of a sudden you have this urgent, important situation. And before you even get to talk to the client, sometimes you start to feel this adrenaline rush because you don't like confrontation. You just want to go through a nice, calm day, right? And you start to feel like a dull headache or a tightness in your stomach, wherever that emotion hits you. And in some cases in the moment, You'll handle the confrontation, you'll remain calm on the outside, all the time feeling the stress and anxiety on the inside. You'll move on, but you don't always truly deal with the thoughts that you have about that interaction. So that emotion, that client anger, that urgency follows you home. And you continue to feel the headache, the tightness in your stomach well into your drive home or well into your evening because you really haven't processed the emotion. And this is when you need to understand it. You need to understand that that urgent, important situation for the client made you consider it urgent and important. And then you allowed yourself to hang on to that stress, hang on to that anxiety and carry it home with you, which is totally unnecessary. You don't have to hang on to it. You don't have to carry it home like a briefcase. You don't have to suck on it like a pacifier. You can just feel it, describe it, decide what thoughts are causing it, and then decide on purpose to think about it differently so you can let it go and not cause it to bring you further damage. Not carry it around. Not carry it around like a weight. Now, I understand that some of us are really terrified of feeling feelings. Some of us more than others, and a lot of that is perfect. A lot of that is personality driven. I have one of those personalities that's very feeling. And so I'm not super afraid of feelings, but some of us are. And I totally get that. And feelings can be really powerful, especially when we're dealing with this COVID pandemic. At the beginning of it, I had so many feelings of anxiety. I also was a little bit terrified just because everything was so unknown. And my friend was ill, deathly ill, actually. I have older parents. I have older in-laws. 
I'm older for that matter, as my son keeps telling me, Mom, you're older. So at the beginning, it was really scary. And no one really knows how the virus is affecting everyone. And so all those urgent thoughts were coming up for me. And the fact remains that my feelings and thought thoughts have changed as I've processed the emotions, but it doesn't mean that I don't sometimes go back there and feel that anxiety when I'm getting ready for work in the morning or I get up to go to work in the morning. It just means that I understand where it's coming from and I know what it feels like. And if I'm not afraid of feeling the feelings, then I won't compound them by indulging in the urgency that they're telling my body that exists. I can process them. I can decide that they're non-urgent, and then I can move away from them. And another thing that our brain likes to do when we indulge in these urgent, panicked feelings all the time and not process them, what our brain will cause us to do is buffer. Buffer with food, buffer with alcohol, overindulging in Netflix or social media. Some people buffer with exercise Some people won't do their housework. Some people will do too much housework. But what I mean by buffering is distracting. Distracting your brain and your body away from the feelings that you don't really want to feel. You're afraid to feel them. So you think that if you just eat candy, it will feel better. Or you just have one glass of wine, it will feel better. And usually one piece of candy leads to two pieces or three pieces in my case, or one glass of wine can turn into two. And that buffering, that binge watching Netflix, rather than dealing with the stress that you had earlier at work today, is your way of dealing with the feelings and pushing them down. It's your way of being afraid to face your feelings. And so you start to buffer them. But if you don't face them and you buffer them, your brain will not learn the skills that you need to deal with them. And so that's why it's really important to try to gain these skills. Because if you don't deal with your emotions in a healthy way, you will start to overindulge. Overindulge in food, overindulge in drink, whatever your poison of choice is to distract you from your life. And then they become their own problem. Then you develop a drinking problem. You develop an eating problem, a weight problem. You don't get your housework done, so you develop a hoarding problem. All these things can compound. So rather than working on your feelings and feeling them and learning how to feel them, you will create this problem of eating a bunch of candy or ice cream to try to control your anxiety. And it works for a while. Sometimes eating a little bit of candy will make you feel good in the temporary. But then what happens is you create this whole nother pile of feelings. You create guilt around overeating or overdrinking. You create shame because you're sneak eating or you're trying to hide it from your family. You're gaining weight. And so that creates pain because your clothes don't fit or you're ashamed of your weight. It creates all this extra negative emotion that we could avoid if we just decided to feel our feelings in the first place. The overindulgence, the buffering doesn't really solve anything. So that urgent feeling that you're having, if you don't deal with it, becomes this urgency later. It just adds to the stress and the anxiety. If you're stressed about the client that was yelling at you at work this morning and then you don't deal with that 
or the fear of the pandemic, now you have to deal with the shame of overeating or overdrinking or wasting your time watching net- stupid shows on Netflix. And it doesn't mean that you can't eat or drink or watch shows on Netflix. You just have to like your reason for doing it. And you have to understand why you're doing it. So what you do by buffering is you're trading the current pain, the urgent pain, for future pain. And if you can decide to take the urgency and work through it to make it become non-urgent, then you're not going to go to that buffering. If you deal with your emotions now, then you'll not have to deal with them later. And they'll not be compounded later, which is even more terrible because then you've got the emotions that you're dealing with around the pandemic or the client yelling at you. And then you also have the emotions of shame because you overate or you don't feel well the next day because you overate or overdrink. So that pain will still find you. Okay, so how do we deal with these emotions in the present? If something feels very urgent, but your intellectual brain knows that it's not, but the feelings are coming up for you, the anxiety or you just feel it and you don't know what it is, then practice just stopping for a few minutes or even a few seconds, 30 to 60 seconds, one minute. You can set the timer on your phone and just sit there and breathe for a minute. My stomach is tight. My head hurts. Why is that? I'm just going to breathe for a minute and see what's going on with my body. Your brain's going to want to bolt. Your body's going to want to run. But just sit there and breathe. Allow yourself to feel whatever the feeling is for just a minute. And if you can do it for a minute, just breathing in and out, then you'll be able to handle it better. You'll be able to handle it better the next time it comes up. And you can even practice a skill at work. If you sit down on the floor with your legs crossed and you meditate at work, people are going to think you're a little strange and you might create some emo- some commotion, but I really would encourage you to do it because it would be hilarious to see. And I haven't tried this yet, but I might try to meditate at work. But what I have tried and what you can do at work is you can hide in the bathroom. And the restroom at a veterinary hospital is probably the only place that people won't bother you. And I've even had people bother me when I was in the restroom by sliding notes under the door. But honestly, if you can go in there for a minute or two, and I used to do this all the time at my hospital, because if you're a manager or an owner, you'll know that that's the only place you can go to be alone. But if there's a perceived crisis and you don't have to actually act on it, like if it's not a hit by car, you can't run to the bathroom, obviously. But if you're brain is perceiving a crisis and you're feeling anxiety and you just need to breathe through it for a minute, go into the bathroom, even if you don't have to use it, and just lock the door and practice breathing for a minute. If you're feeling overwhelmed and it's just all too much, that's the thing that you can do. And just breathe. Breathe for a minute. Feel the feelings. Don't fight them because if you fight them, they're going to intensify. Just say, oh man, I'm so overwhelmed. Come on, Martha. I don't know why I picked Martha as the name for anxiety, but let's just go with that. Okay, Martha, what's going on? Why are you feeling anxious? I'm just going to breathe. Breathe in, breathe out for 60 seconds. And if you can do that, a minute even, 
it's going to start to feel less scary. You're going to start to feel more centered. You're going to allow your Chihuahua brain to calm down. And then you can begin to think more clearly. And once you start feeling more clear and thinking, putting that name on Martha and the the thoughts that are coming from your Chihuahua brain, if you can start to acknowledge them, you're going to be able to let go of that anxiety a little bit. And that urgency will become non-urgent. It'll become less of an emergency. And that's what I want for you. I want for you to start to embrace your own feelings and then process them. Because if we can become not afraid of what our feelings are and then name them, understand the thoughts that are causing them, it will take us from urgent to non-urgent. And we can always think and respond better with a non-urgent brain and a non-urgent body. Feeling tense and uptight does not for your best decisions make. And you can do this. I know you can. I have all kinds of confidence that whether you're in a pandemic, whether a client's yelling at you, whether you're working on a hit by car, you can handle whatever comes up. Your brain and your body is way stronger than you ever thought it could be. So let's try to work on that this week, my friends. Let's try to understand our feelings. Let's try to create non-urgent situations out of urgent situations. And let's just breathe through it all and realize that the pandemic or whatever comes up in our lives is just stuff. It's all stuff. We have the power to deal with it. Once you create some control around your thoughts and your feelings, you will have more control in the rest of your life. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. If you're struggling, please reach out for help. You can reach out to me on my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. Don't suffer in silence. I can teach you some of these techniques you can change your life. All you have to do is have a little bit of will to do it. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, please go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. The more reviews I have, the better the podcast can get out there to all our veterinary friends. I'd really appreciate that if you could do that. And tell your friends if they are interested in this kind of material have them join us on the podcast. I'd love to have more listeners and I'd love to talk to you. So reach out to me any way that you can. Sign up for my weekly words if you want to hear from me every week in your email. You can do that by going to my website. If you want to email me, it's juliecapeldvm at gmail.com. Super simple. I'd love to hear from you. So make yourself a priority today so you can inspire others tomorrow. Have a beautiful, safe, healthy week, my friends. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.